Hey, and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. This morning, as we get into the Word, A couple of weeks ago, I, I heard a statement, and, and as I heard the statement, I just, <laughs> it, it kind of kicked my backside, if I can just put it as bluntly as that. And it was such a good statement that it's kind of haunted me, so to speak, for the last couple of weeks. And the statement was this, it said this, it said, if you are going to say something and you can't end it with this statement, and that's just the way I want it, then you probably shouldn't be saying what you just said. Now, you might be confused. But essentially, what, what, what I'm talking about here is just think about what we say every day of our lives. Oh, man, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I've got so much going on. Man, I hate my job. Oh, this car just keeps breaking. That was me this past week. Now, now just think of what we said and then think of this statement that we made earlier. I'm so busy and that's just the way I want it. I'm so stressed and that's just the way I want it. I hate my job and that is just the way I want it. This car keeps breaking and it's just the way I want it. <laughs> now the truth be told, if that's not just the way you want it, then you probably shouldn't be saying what you're saying. Isn't that the truth? We should probably move from, from saying that thing to actually putting some action into changing that. Isn't that true? But Ultimately, it starts with our words. It starts with what we say. So there may be areas in our lives where we desperately need to pay attention to what we're saying. Now, last week, we said this. We, we said that our words have power. Our words have power. And I'd like to tap into that this morning. I'd like to kind of pick up there again and, and, and take it a bit deeper this morning. Um, but if you do not believe that your words have power, let's just stop and consider what's, what's probably the most popular thing as far as conversations going right now in society. Coronavirus. Right, there we go. Apparently it's so bad that the Corona beer has lost like 30% sales over this time, like you're going to get the virus from drinking a Corona. Fact, they've lost 30% sales worldwide. It's probably the most prevalent conversation topic that we face today. Is any of it good? No. I'd like to give you some stats this morning. In 2003, the mortality rate surrounding SARS was 10%, 2003. In 2009, the mortality rate surrounding swine flu was 4.5%. In 
In 2014, the mortality rate surrounding Ebola was 25%. That's pretty big. Today, in 2020, the mortality rate surrounding the coronavirus is 2%. So why does the coronavirus seem so much scarier? Ultimately, it comes down to the way that we consume and the way that we spread news today. Just happens to be a little more on the bad news side of things. Let me put that into perspective. In 2003, when SARS was around, there was no Facebook and no WhatsApp. In 2009, when the swine flu came around, Facebook had just 150 million users. Sounds like a lot. In 2014, with Ebola, WhatsApp had just 450 million users. Again, it sounds big. But listen to this stat. Today, 2020, with the coronavirus, WhatsApp has 2 billion users. Facebook has 1.69 billion users. And again, this just shows us that the power of social media with over 3 billion users just on this platform has a way to perpetuate and, 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 and pull out of proportion any form of bad news that comes our way. Now, if we think our words don't have power, let's be honest, all of this news, how's it spread? With words on a screen. That's it. Words on a screen. Our words, ladies and gentlemen, have power. As we mentioned last week, Solomon said it to us this way in, in Proverbs 18 verse 21. He said, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. What's, what's Solomon saying here? He's saying that what I keep saying with my mouth will find its way into my life. What I keep saying with my mouth will find its way into my life. You see, folks, words become beliefs, and we live from a point of our beliefs. James speaks to us about the power of, of the tongue, and I think he, he, he really captures our imagination with the, with the different illustrations that he uses. But he says here in James 3 verse 2, he says, indeed, we all make mistakes. Isn't that true? Don't pretend like you don't. You do. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the only one in the room. We all make mistakes. It's a fact. We all make mistakes. And then he says this. If we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. The power of our words, the power of the tongue. If we, he, He's saying that if we could just control this blinking little thing in our mouths, <laughs> we would be able to control every other part of our lives. That's quite a thought. He goes on to, to explain that, that, think about a horse. Think about how big a horse is. 
And yet we get to control this, this big animal with just this little bit in its mouth. That's it. Then he says, think about a ship and, and, and the size of a ship. And yet this entire ship, the direction of it is controlled by this one little rudder. And because of this one little rudder, the captain of the ship can point it in any direction that he chooses. He goes on to say that in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that has the power to control our very lives. That's quite a thought. And throughout Scripture, there, there seems to be this link. There seems to be this link between our words and our actions. There seems to be this link between what we say and what we do. There seems to be this link between what we say and how we live. James wasn't the only one who, who had something to say about it. Um, the Apostle Paul, he steps into the picture in, in, in his letter to the church in Ephesus. In Ephesians 4 verse 29, he says this. He says, don't use foul language, foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. He carries on in verse 31 and he says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Do you notice? Words, 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 behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ, has forgiven you. So Paul again, clearly pointing out that, that there's this link between what we say and what we produce out of our lives as a result. But Jesus also steps into this picture and he also speaks into this link between what we say and how we live, but he, he kind of, he, he takes it a little bit deeper. Here's what he said to us in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 44. He says, a tree is identified by its fruits. In verse 45, he says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Aina. Matthew recorded the same, the same moment in the life of Jesus. And, and at the end there in, in Matthew 12 verse 34, he recorded it this way. He, it says there that for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Some of you who've been around church for a while, you may have memorized that scripture. Chances are you memorized it in, in the New King James or something like that, where it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see, what Jesus is saying here is, it's not just your words that turn into actions. He says, your words come from someplace. He says, it's the condition of your heart. 
It's the condition of your heart that ultimately will determine what you say and therefore determine your actions. And that counts for you (laughs) and that counts for me. So this morning, if you are struggling with a certain behavior, if, if, if you've been stuck in a space where, where this certain behavior keeps popping in your life, it, it keeps showing up, it keeps, if I can say, manifesting in, in your life, you may have to take that behavior and track it back to find the language that's causing that, to find the words, to find those things that, that you may keep repeating over your own self, over your own life, that is directly tied to the results that it's producing in your life. You may have to go a bit deeper and ask yourself, man, what have I put in that's causing this stuff to come out? Have you ever been around someone who, who, who's been hurt recently? They've, they've gone through a, a hurtful time and, and, and as a result, they're dealing with a lot of hurt. More often than not, what comes out? Hurt. There's an old saying that says, hurting people hurt people. See, what I keep filling myself with is what's going to come out. Again, someone once said it this way. They said, we are all our computers. Junk in, junk out. And that's essentially what Jesus is saying here to us. Because, folks, if we're honest, there's so much that we say in life. There's so much that we say in life, and we said it. But that's not just the way we want it. So in your life, in my life, our words will either break down or build up. And the crazy part is the choice is ours to make. You see, not just is that true for you and for me speaking it over our own lives, but the truth is that our words have the potential to build up or break down in the lives of the people around us. And unfortunately, we consistently, I believe, are guilty of this all the time. Remember what what Solomon said. He said there's life and death in the power of the tongue. There's there's, there's life and there's death in the power of the tongue. I I wonder this morning, folks, when it comes to what we're saying over ourselves and, and, and just as importantly, what we're saying over other people, is it life or is it death? Does it, does it build up or does it break down? And I believe this is a very real question that we need to ask ourselves because there is power in our words. Now, as the great philosopher Stan Lee once said, he said, with great power comes great responsibility. Now, if you have no idea who Stan Lee is, he's the author of Marvel. Spider-Man, stuff like that. With great power comes great responsibility. Now the truth is that the thought is not original to Stan Lee or Spider-Man. 
before Stan Lee, there were probably four or five different American presidents who somewhere along the line said, with great power comes great responsibility. And before him, there was some French revolutionary who said, with great power comes great responsibility. He just sounded like Pepe Le Pew. But before this French revolutionary, there was a, there was a Jewish revolutionary by the name of Jesus. And this is what Jesus said to us in Luke 12, verse 48. He says, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. You see, folks, with great power comes great responsibility. And there is great power in the words that we speak every day. And as a result, there is great responsibility on us with the words that we speak. Think about what we say. Think about what we say about each other all the time. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking for me even to look into my own life and, and to see those moments where I've been guilty. <coughs> see, we've got this list of sins that we believe are like, are like the top ten. You know, It's like if you do these, they're, like, they're the worst. You can't do much worse than that. It's just so often when I see how folks categorize sin, gossip never makes it onto the list. Why? Because gossip is actually quite acceptable in our culture. You know, it's, it's actually kind of the, 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 the status quo, so to speak. Recently, there have been a couple of, of, of celebrity deaths um, because of the stuff that was said of them on social media. People just kind of felt like it's their right to just talk trash about them. And there was elements of truth to it. So it kind of hurt a little deeper than, than just junk that people would say. And as a result, people took their own lives. And that's exceptionally sad. Exceptionally sad. But we live in a space where gossip just seems to be okay. No, it's okay. I can say what I want and there's no real accountability for it. I can talk behind Paul's back all day long. That's okay. It's okay, it's not that bad. It's not like I killed someone. Here's here's what Solomon says to us in the book of Proverbs chapter 6. He talks about the things that God hates. He says this, Psalm, Psalm 6 verse 16 through 19. He says, there are six things that the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, haughty pride, proud. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to run into evil, a false witness who pours out lies. And here's the seventh. A person who stirs up conflict in a community. Now, if you go and read it in a different translation, it'll say, those who sow seed of discord amongst their brothers. What does that mean in 2020 language? Gossip. That's what it means. It means talking behind someone's back and causing conflict amongst the community because that's what gossip does. You see, 
as I said, gossip generally wouldn't hit our top 10. But according to, to what Solomon's saying here for us, God doesn't just dislike gossip. He absolutely hates gossip. But I love the fact that Solomon doesn't just kind of leave it hanging there. A couple of chapters later, he comes and he says this, and I believe that we are all guilty of using our mouths for stuff that we shouldn't be using it for. For saying stuff over ourselves, for saying stuff over people, for speaking behind people's back. And here's another one. For saying stuff over our own country that contradicts the word of God, that contradicts God's promise for our nation. You see, I just, I really want to say, it's not in my notes, but I feel I really need to say this. If you're talking trash about our country, you are talking trash over your children's future. We need to stop and understand that, folks. If, if you keep talking negative junk about South Africa, then you are talking junk over your own life and you're talking junk over your kids' lives. God, forgive us. Forgive us. I say this with all the respect in the world. If you cannot say anything good about this nation, make the biggest and best plans that you possibly can to rather get out. Preferably, ask God to change your heart. Ask God to change your heart. Because here's what I believe about South Africa. I believe we live in the most beautiful country in the world. I've had the privilege to travel and see so much of the world. But you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing like the South African people. There's a warmth in this nation. There's a, a love, there's an open heaven like you do not experience anywhere else in the world. I love this nation and it's time that us as, as Christ followers, man, if you call yourself a Christ follower, you better be saying good stuff about our nation. You better be speaking God's promise over our nation. Does it mean that we turn a blind eye to corruption? Does it mean that we turn a blind eye to, to the stuff that's going on? Not at all. Not at all, not even close. I don't have to talk junk when I recognize something. I can recognize a problem and then I can speak God's truth into it and trust Him for the change. Amen. Okay, that was my little tangent. Sorry, didn't mean to go there at all. <clears throat> so here's what, what, what Solomon says to us. He doesn't just leave us in a, in, a, in a place of, man, God really hates it when we talk this way. But he brings, it, he brings it home to us and he gives us direction. In Proverbs 17 verse 9, he says this, Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. Can I just stop there? Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. Folks, that's God's heart for your life. That's God's heart for what comes out of your mouth. That's God's heart for what comes out of my mouth. He carries on, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Again, whoever gossips brings division amongst friends. I wonder this morning, folks, what are our words doing? Do our words foster love? 
Do, do our words cover an offense? Do our words give hope? Do, do our words produce peace in our lives, in our families' lives, in our homes, in our workspaces, in our communities? Because you see, folks, God has given us a responsibility that the power of our mouths be used to foster love, to, to cover offense, to, to bring hope, to produce peace, not just in my life, but, but in my family's life, in my co-workers' lives. If, if, if you're here today and, and, and you're in a, in a life group or a, or a CMA chapter or something like that, your role is to bring hope into that space. Your role is to bring hope and life into that space. In those moments when we're done speaking, when we're done saying what we said, can we stop and say, and that's just the way I want it. You see, I believe our language will start to change. It's affected me. I believe it'll change the way we speak because all of a sudden I look at, at the stuff that I wanted to say and I say, you know what? God has hope for the nation of South Africa and that's just the way I want it. You know what? God has a plan for my family, regardless of, of junk that's happened, but God has a plan for my family, and that's just the way I want it. God has a hope and a future for my children, and that's just the way I want it. I wonder, folks, what are the things that we may need to change so that we can with confidence at the end of that statement say, and that is just the way I want it. As we wrap up today, years ago I heard this, I heard this story of, of a pastor who um, was approached by a lady in his congregation and she came to him and she said, Pastor, I've got a bit of a challenge when it comes to gossip. You know? It's not a really big thing, but it's kind of bothering me now and I, I feel like I just need to speak to someone about it. Um, so I've come, you know, I, I, I need a bit of help in this area. So the pastor says, no problem, come with me. He stands up, and as he stands up, he, he picks up the, the, the cushion that was behind him on the seat. He picks it up, a nice little feather cushion, you know, really soft and cozy. Picks it up, walks out the door, the lady follows him, and he walks to the town bell tower. And he walks up the stairs and she's following him all the way. And, you know, for a moment there she's thinking, you know, I was really just coming to chat to you about the stuff coming out of my mouth, not the stuff I'm putting in my mouth and my fitness and all that sort of stuff. Because this is quite a climb. But they get to the top of the bell tower and as they get to the top of the bell tower, the, the, the pastor takes the pillow out of its cover and uh, takes out a pocket knife and he cuts open the pillow. And he hands it to the lady and he says to her, would you please take this pillow and I want you to shake out all the feathers out of the, out of the pillow. So she takes the pillow and she starts shaking this pillow and feathers start 
pouring out of this out of this pillow, and it's just like confetti everywhere. I mean, it's just feathers for Africa. It's like a flock of chickens got hit by a semi. It's just. And this breeze blows, and as this breeze blows, it, it, it starts taking these feathers everywhere. It just starts spreading these feathers all over the town and even beyond the town, further than where she could really see. And once she was done, he, he said to her, all right, now what I want you to do is I want you to take that, 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 that um, cushion cover and i I want you to go and I want you to walk through the town and I want you to pick up each feather that you threw out. She looks at him and she says, you mad. There's absolutely no way that I can go and fetch every feather that I threw out. And he looks at her and he says, ma'am, the very same thing applies to your words. You see, the truth is, that your words go so much further than you could ever imagine. Your, your, your words go beyond the spaces that you could even think or see. Your words have an effect that you'll never really comprehend. And here's the thing, you can never take them back. So pay attention to what you say. Your words have power. And with great power comes great responsibility. Take up that responsibility. Be that voice of hope. Be that voice that fosters love. Be that voice that covers the offense. Be that voice that produces peace. We looked at what James had to say about this earlier and James finishes up this way. In James 3 and verse 13, he says this, he says, if you're wise and understanding God's ways, prove it. Prove it. He says, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works, um, sorry, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. And this morning, you may be in a space where, where, where you know for a fact that, man, you know, my words haven't done this. My words, if I'm honest, my words haven't had the wisdom of God attached to them. My, my words haven't produced a, a, a life that, 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 that can prove to be living in an honorable way because there are certain actions in my life that are attached to, to certain words that I keep speaking over my life. And this morning I recognize that I need to change that. I recognize that, that I may have a problem with speaking junk behind people's backs. And I, I desperately need to change that because I don't want to be a divisive person within a, within a community. I don't want my words to produce hate and hurt. I want my, my words to produce life peace then this morning I'd love to just draw your attention to the words of the psalmist in, in Psalm 141 verse 1 through 3 where he said this and it's a prayer that he's praying to God he says I call to you Lord 
Come quickly to me. Hear me when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. What's he saying there? Lord, may my words be acceptable to you. May my words be beautiful before you. Lord, may my words be pleasing to you. He says, may the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. And then here's the part that we may just need to pray very hard over ourselves this morning. Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I wonder, folks, this morning, what's your next step? What's your next step when it comes to this? Is there some language that you need to adjust? Is there a way of speaking that has become common in your home that may need to be addressed? Do you find that your kids are saying stuff and and, and you're recognizing that they may be picking up on some language in the home that needs to change? What's your next step this morning? Maybe you've picked up an offense in some area and as a result, it has hardened your heart and the language that's coming out is exceptionally hard and sharp and destructive in this area, whatever it may be. And maybe this morning you need to, you need to come and, 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 and ask God to, 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 to start bringing about that heart change that's needed. So that the words that come out can be like that sweet smelling incense that the psalmist speaks about. Maybe this morning your next step is to say, Lord, with your wisdom, will you come and put a guard in front of my mouth? Lord, will you put a gatekeeper in front of my mouth? May may your Holy Spirit quicken my heart to when I'm about to say stuff that I shouldn't be saying. But Lord, As you change my heart, I pray that you'll start changing my words. And Lord, that my words will start to foster love. That my words will start to cover the offense. Lord, that my words will start to give hope. And that my words will start to produce peace. Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you that this morning Lord, that you want to come and and bring heart change in every single one of us, Lord. I do not believe that there is a single person in this auditorium, including myself, who doesn't need to pay serious attention in this area. Lord, but that this morning you, you want to come and, and you want to bring about that heart change, Lord, that brings about a change of language that produces godly actions in our lives, Lord. So Father God, this morning, we want to come and just repeat the prayer of the psalmist. And I want to encourage you this morning, if that's you, If that's you this morning, if you recognize, man, there's a way of speaking that needs to change. And I need to pray that prayer this morning. I need to pray that prayer this morning. 
It's right there on the, on the screen. It's right there in front of you on the screen. And as you're sitting in your seat there, why don't you just pray that to God right now? Just right there in your seat. Just pray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray it. And if you're in agreement, if that's something that's, that's, that's really hit home for you this morning, then why don't you just pray that prayer with me this morning? As we just pray, I call to you, Lord. Come quickly to me. Hear me when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth. Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. And Father God, as people have prayed that this morning, as I have prayed that this morning, Lord, Father God, I thank you that you are quick to hear our prayers. Lord, I thank you that we will become a community of followers, a community of believers who do not claim to follow Jesus, but deny the reality of his power through the words that we speak. Father God, I thank you that we can surrender our lives and we can surrender our words into your hands. Lord, that you bring about the heart change that's needed to produce a change in language that produces a change in living. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And as we head out today, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. that we can really just find your heart for our lives, Lord, seeking you day in and day out. Father God, that we will be an accurate representation of your son, Jesus, not just on a Sunday in church, but Father God, day in and day out in every sphere of our lives. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.